Hey, Chad, man, how we doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a it's been a busy week, and I'm looking forward to a few more busy weeks. <laughs> Absolutely, same over on this side too, man. I'm joined for my listeners with a novelist, a producer, an actor, a director, and recently a wrestler. Can we start with the wrestling? What the hell was that? Oh, I have a celebrity uh, um, referee, you know, at the um, micro wrestling, you know. Uh, a year or two ago and then uh they were they were back in town and i have a, a friend of mine who i went to school with who was out there and uh asked me to pop out for a drink and they were just coming in and setting up and i didn't i didn't realize that they were there so of course you know i got drug up into the rink for just a little bit so <laughs> that's incredible so uh what was it like to get slammed down because i saw the photo and uh it, you, you looked like you were oh, yeah. some duress there Oh yeah, he's they they got some muscle to him. I tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Uh, the family and I had the, the benefit of actually getting uh, front row tickets to uh, one of the uh, early SmackDown on Fox shows, and they they go hard, man. Anyone that you know doesn't give credit to a professional wrestler, like from the WWE or anywhere, any kind of like wrestler in general that does that sort of thing. Like oh, yeah. these guys work hard, brother. You ever been to they a do, pro wrestling? All of them extremely talented, uh, very entertaining. Um, I think the uh, the young lady who was uh, one of the wrestlers as well out there. I mean, she's posed for Playboy magazine and such. But we we, we had a really good time. <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> but you know, I gotta <laughs> say, man. Speaking of good times, we got some uh, great production coming up. We five will unpack in a moment. But good times. For me, it's been music, uh, sports, films, TV shows, video games, you know, uh, new hobbies. Uh, you know, I took up golf recently, and I'm terrible at that. What about you? What have you been doing, Chad, man, of late to keep busy? Uh, well, aside just from uh, prepping on some productions that's upcoming, I've got, I've got five more movies that I've got to do before the end of this year. I just got finished wrapping up a uh, – uh, a little bit of filming yesterday and also did a television commercial. That's excellent, man. I mean, you're keeping busy. I was going through your resume earlier and I know you've done some directing for a short film and you're obviously doing some acting. What got you into the whole show business uh, mindset? Uh, well, I, I kind of grew up with it. I used to be on a, a TV show when I was little called Monty's Rascals, you know, which was a broadcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. And then by the time I got to junior high and stuff, when MTV was big and uh, the economy was good, <laughs> um, I, I did a couple of bank commercials for uh, Bank of Atlanta and American Federal Bank, you know, with the black sheep and everything. So, um, and then I, I started to get into writing and uh, penned out about three novels that I've got out all in the in the area here. And, and then I just started picking back up on acting and I really enjoy it the most, but I actually enjoy it a little bit also behind the scenes, you know, with directing and producing. And uh, for the remainder of this year, I'm going to be taking on several different roles with several different production companies. And I'm very excited at the projects that we're going to be working on because they're, they're quite varied in their nature and to be working with each one of them specifically and individually on each project you know is what i'm what i'm looking forward to most so 
Oh, absolutely, man. You know, keeping it uh, a wide range of just great things, you know, diversity, changing it up, different roles. And that's what makes an actor great. I mean, some of my favorite actors are pretty much chameleons, dude. They could play like anything. Like, obviously, we know Eric Roberts and, you know, he's one of those guys that could be a bad guy and be like, you know, in a karate film and be the good guy, but also yeah. kick some ass. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely incredible. Versatility is everything. And that's why I love certain actors. Um, you know where they could pull off different roles where they're just not always like you know stereotyped and just typecast it and stuff like that um as you, far do. As you really just got to get in and develop the character you know and then uh you know it's it's what's what's the great thing is that when you find a role for a character that you know that you can just totally not only just contribute to but then completely develop and then just become that character you know so i'm uh I'm looking forward to a couple of those roles coming up this year. You know, hopefully one involves me getting a mohawk. So <laughs> I had a mohawk. I lost my mind there during COVID. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I went on a radio show and they're like, Johnny, what's going on? You look like taxi driver. Like I had a <laughs> up mohawk. And I'm like, I don't know, man. The kid just decided my stepdaughter, 12 years old, she looks at me. She's like, I want to give you a mohawk. I said, All right, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's do it. You know, sure. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm not working right now. No one can leave the house. Give me a mohawk. It, it's all good. Okay. I was going to ask you about novels. You're a writer. It takes a lot to write. Um, what are, what are your books uh, about? You said you did three of them. Like, can you tell us the yeah. nature of those books? I, I basically write murder mystery novels. I'm, I'm one of these uh, junkies that, you know, watches Dateline and Court TV and everything so you know I, I kill people in my novels so i'm constantly thinking of new and interesting ways to kill them <laughs> so um but yeah i, I love the, i love the drama uh i love being able to take people on a, a, a roller coaster ride and lead you down avenues and alleys and then uh I'm, I'm letting you kind of figure it out as the character does but then there's also times that you may figure it out before you find out the character does you know so i enjoy taking people on the journey my wife loves that stuff. She's watching this stuff all the time. I wake up in the morning, investigative, like televisions on and forensics and all this kind of stuff. And it's very interesting, uh, you know, and it's funny because I'm drafting a screenplay myself and my stepdaughter was like going over like the summary and some of the script. And she's like, you need a death scene, man. Like this is, this is too happy. Like this is supposed to be a martial arts film. Someone's got to die. I'm like, that's 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 the one big change that's came about in in the world, you know, just within the within the past ten years with COVID, reality TV, and stuff like that, as to where people used to really sit and get involved in a movie, get wrapped up in the characters and stuff, with so much reality now, and factual information coming at us, uh, you have to include those elements in with the fantasy, you know. So now it's kind of a blend to where. Uh, you're you're telling the story and you want to give good character development and such, but then you also want there to be uh, re referenceable, you know, factual information and such, you know, to a degree, even in fiction, you know, that will just uh, keep you kind of more interested and on the edge and wanting to uh, look into it further. Absolutely. And speaking of deaths, like in films, like my childhood was ruined um, in 1980. I think it was five and 86. They killed off Optimus Prime in the Transformers movie. They killed Apollo Creed in Rocky <laughs> Four. I mean, like, but it, 
it has weight it has gravity to it and that's what makes you feel like the impact of it you know and that's drama that's great cinema man like um and for tv shows for me i've been watching great television shows uh sopranos i keep going back to boardwalk empire um oh yeah great great you know i you know uh, Terrence Winter does a great job with every production he's on. He did vinyl and all that kind of stuff. What what television shows are you watching right now, currently, buddy? Uh, just within just within the past month, I've been not been lucky enough to even sit down for a few minutes in front of the TV. So. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> no, I I, tr I try to still uh, look back on older movies and stuff like that. You know, especially along the genre of which I write on and stuff. So I rewatch movies like Misery and such just so that I can uh, get inspiration as far as, you know, getting more into depth, but then while also analyzing it all to where I'm not just taking you on a journey, but I want it to be an exercise of your emotions. You know, what came to mind immediately was a couple of films and Memento is one of my favorite ones. Have you oh yeah, great movie. Film? Wow. What, what a great, fantastic film that was. Like, it came out of nowhere. You really have to, like, stay with it. But, I mean, the process of uh, film writing for that and the, the acting was just so good, you know. And then we had a lot of movies around that period, if I'm not mistaken, like Fight Club, Seven was very good. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of movies where there's kind of like you have to figure out, like, where it's going, but it's so intriguing. And they, they have, like, a certain continuity to it that just makes it so good, you know? Like, um, I think that a lot of film nowadays has gotten better um, with that kind of like, you know, uh, you know, uh, focus on putting together, you know, a cohesive story. And I think that's what yeah. we try to do as storytellers, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's, on, it's on the complete architecture of it, you know, because uh, like what you were saying with Fight Club and stuff like that, all these movies, you know, uh, starting to incorporate new elements into there, you know, not only visually and stuff, but audioly um uh cgi and such you know to where you're going to then be bombarded by you know different visuals and different uh um audio actions you know and stuff like that and then uh you know everything from animatronics you know to animation and stuff that you have to see coming in and out you know that you're you're having to process but yet you want to keep the interest on it so that you follow them and that you follow that story and you see what goes and you want to and you also want it to be relatable you want it to touch people you know into something in their lives either emotionally or either something in their daily life that's the best feeling you know again you're bringing up so many thoughts in my head about films i've watched recently or back in the day you know a star is born did that to me man like i was crying like i couldn't even look at my wife i'm like i don't want you to see this because the movie is so good and i didn't know people are like this is a a remake a remake of a remake of a remake you know but it's but it takes but it takes all those different outlooks it, and it takes all those different inputs you know uh for for a person like me as a writer or producer or director you know i may have an idea and stuff like that but uh you know not not just trying to micromanage the entire thing but i, I want to hear the opinions of the of the people around me and stuff like that and tell me how what you got out of it tell me what you thought of it you know uh tell me what stood out of it to you you know and then i can then, then I, I reassess constantly and just constantly learning and and reassessing and learn how to take a different approach or look to take a different outlook on it and stuff
Yes, sir. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's an emotional roller coaster. A movie like that, it starts off so fun. And you're like, this is a good mm -hmm. movie. This is so fun. And then it gets like sad. Again, I'm talking about Star is Born. And I was like, Bradley Cooper, first of all, kicked ass in that film. You know, he did. <laughs> so many layers of character. It's just really amazing acting. And then, like, you, you realize this is going really bad, really fast. And you're like, okay. So they gave you the good news first, and the bad news is coming. And then you start watching these scenes, and like, it was such an emotional roller coaster. Um, excellent, excellent film. Um, switching categories now to uh, more badass stuff because making movies and television shows and directing is badass. Uh, music, tattoos, and booze, and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you know, kids, they're all badass. So they are, man. And I, and I only smoke usually when I'm having a drink, and my my drink of choice is Jack and Coke. And it's Sunday, and I'm not going anywhere. So absolutely, bottoms up, there bro. I got a little vodka <laughs> seltzer here. Cheers, my man. Another good one. <laughs> so let me say this, dude. One hundred. I don't smoke cigarettes unless I get a buzz on. Well, why do you think that is? Like, why why does that trigger in the brain? Do you have an answer for that? Uh, well, I mean, unfor unfortunately, my father passed away from drinking and my grandfather passed away from smoking. So I keep, both of them under, I keep both of them under an extreme moderation. But uh, it's kind of for me, I never got a chance to, to sit with my dad and have a drink. And I never oh. got a chance to sit with my grandfather and smoke a cigarette. And so at times when I'm wanting to sit and relax and think or write or anything and Kind of like on Sundays, you know, I'll have a drink and I'll smoke a cigarette and uh, the flavors kind of go together. Yeah, they do. They go hand in hand. And you said you're something, just something personal I was sharing with you not to change the mood. So. No, no, it's great, man. I, I, I totally understand what you're talking about, my man. So with the uh, with the drink, your weapon of choice is what again? Uh, Jack and Coke. <laughs> Jack and Coke. And yeah. uh, what about cigarettes? What do you smoke? Uh, uh, I, 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 just, I don't have a particular brand. I just usually smoke a Newport. Um, I used to go out with a friend of mine, Greg, to Hooters for lunch, you know, about every day. And uh, he smoked. And so he was always just sitting across the table from me smoking, you know. And so, uh, and when we would have a drink, you know, I ended up taking puffs or two off with his oh, yeah. cigarette. So, so I, I have a pack of Newports, you know, that I'll pick from, you know, whenever I'm having a drink <laughs> i call it the john cougar melon camping like when you chain smoke because there's times out here in vegas bro i'm at a machine i got a couple drinks in me i don't have to drive anywhere i get right. <laughs> next thing i know i'm just firing them up think, left and right brother it happens yeah. man you know but i gotta be out in vegas sometime which i was thinking probably the only thing i'd do by the time i get out to vegas is hit the stage you know <laughs> dude absolutely anytime i'll show you a great time out here have you, have you ever been to vegas before uh no i haven't uh, i've got a, a friend of mine a longtime friend who is in vegas who uh i have been talking back and forth about coming to see him now for the past uh two or three years so i'm actually just going to you know put the pen to the checkbook and patch myself over <laughs> when you come out here man we got to go downtown downtown is like one of the craziest experiences ever like i've been I've living been, in vegas I've been hearing <laughs> yeah i actually want to go see the uh old part of vegas you know uh that, that's downtown uh, horseshoe and such so yep that's fremont street is like pretty much old vegas uh I've been living out here now six years, originally from New Jersey, 42 now. So I came out here in my late 30s. 
you got to have a good head on your shoulder to live here. But when you come here, have fun. I encourage to have as much fun as you can. Don't be reckless. Don't get crazy. You know, not saying you in general yeah, to my I'm listeners. I'm going to give myself like this beginner budget, you know, this like 5000 you know, for, for gambling and such and like that be it. You know, it's like. <laughs> oh, it could get crazy, bro. You could have a really good night. And I, and I know nothing about gambling. You know, I think uh, there was years ago, uh, uh, one of the pubs here in town, you know, that I'd pop into on the weekends. They had one of those like, you know, video poker games. So yeah. I know I know maybe two games. <laughs> oh, but, dude, I love I mean, when that you walk shit. into the when you walk into the casinos there in Vegas, it's going to be it's going to be a complete overload and bombardment of machines. I will not know how to operate. I'll be the one sitting up there with the bucket of quarters, you know. <laughs> I know a place to go with the, that still pays quarters, and I know a place to uh, many places to go where you get the comp drinks at the machines, and you don't have to spend a ton of money. That's the that that's what you want to do. That you want to get the bang for the buck because I've, I've never been lucky to not have to spend a ton. Of money. You know, you gotta like. I mean, you go there, you get your your couple of, uh, drinks, you spend some bucks. You know, maybe you make some bucks. But at the end of the day, at least you're getting comped and you throw your bartender a nice tip. That's one oh. thing I always do. I, oh, that sounds good. I mean, you takes care of me. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, usually my drinks have never been the ones that was on special during happy hour. <laughs> well, that's the best part is that if they see that you're playing and they see that you kind of like got a certain vibe to you, they'll hook you up. You know, like not all places like they have a thing out here. That now I'm counting on you to be my tour guide for a day. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, man. 100%. It's like they have a thing that's a green light, red light thing. So you can't see it, but the bartender can see it on the opposite end of your machine. So mm -hmm. if you get the green light, that means you get a comp drink. If you have a red light, you can't. That means they're not playing much. So I stay away from those places. Like we were just <laughs> the places I go to is like they know me. They're like, last time this guy came here, he had two drinks. He sat on his machine, had a couple cigarettes, and gave me 50 bucks. Take care of your bartender. They'll take care of you. That's oh, yeah. advice I mean, for I, Las Vegas. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm usually very good at taking care of my bartenders. <laughs> Got to do it. I'll, have, they're, I'll they're bring the, me some cheap notes to watch. You know? <laughs> they're, they're the ones that will keep you around. And, you know, I mean, uh, my wife has uh, better gambling luck than I do. Uh, I like to play the video poker. I used to like in Jersey in Atlantic City playing – um roulette but out here i kind of stop table games because they're everywhere you know mm -hmm. like when you go to ac for a night you're like all right i got a bankroll i could spend this <laughs> live in vegas you can't you can't be hitting the table every night bro right oh no i'm gonna leave it at like a low like five thousand dollar mountain and just you know i can't be those fifteen twenty thousand dollar high rollers you know no not on a, not on a first time of Vegas. <laughs> so moving on to more badass stuff uh let's talk about tattoos you got some i got some uh tell me about your tattoos man um i've just kind of you know i've just collected some trinkets you know over the years and stuff like that i've had a couple of friends of mine who's usually been the one to drag me out you know because uh, i gave up you know the corporate world you know decades ago so i figured well I can, I can sport some tattoos right now. So <laughs> there's a couple, uh, my friend out in Vegas, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, said that he was going to take me to go get a tattoo and it would, it would be a tattoo of his choosing. So 
Well, that that's interesting. My my uh, niece, who's now fourteen, wanted me to get a frog tattooed on my neck, and I said that you know, mm. tattoos of the choosing, you got to be careful with those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you got to be really careful with those. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan. I I want to get so much more. It's very addictive. Like um, when you when you get the first one, and then you know you start just putting it on. Like you look around the house, I'm like that wine bottle right there. I want to get that tattooed over here. Like, no, don't do that. What are you thinking? Because <laughs> it's so addictive, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a great, great thing. though. the tats, man. What about music? Badass stuff. Um, I'm a big classic rock fan. What do you like? Pretty much, pretty much classic rock. Uh, uh, I listen to some R and B. Uh, I love country. So I'm kind of across the board, you know, which I imagine a lot of people are these days because there's just there's so much available now. You know, you've watched all the categories of music go from like rock, you know, country to metal to rave to, you know, trance to, you know, you name it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I like everything. Um, I was never a country guy until I met my wife and I started listening to country music, which is all about getting laid, paying bills, drinking, uh, adversity, you know, yeah, it's, triangles. It's, it's music to bring it's music to bring you down to the basics. <laughs> Blue collared, just like yeah. I gotta go to the, work. I gotta go. It's, it's, it's good grounding you music, you know. So <laughs> exactly, man. So so about uh let's move on to sports. Um, do you have like a, a favorite team or a thing that you watch that you like and enjoy with sports? I did did years ago. I mean, like I used to I used to really uh pay attention to football teams and stuff like that. But for the past five years and stuff like that with acting and everything, I have just, I have completely gotten out of, out of the loop of it. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like when I stopped working, you know, corporate wise, you know, 23 years ago. So now when someone tells me, you know, what, what they make or whatever, I'm like, is that good? <laughs> is that good these days? So I, I'm just completely out of the loop when it comes to sports. Yeah, I mean, my thing is baseball, football, but I like everything, boxing, mixed martial arts, all that kind of stuff. And I've, I've seen a few of your videos and stuff with the martial arts and everything, and very good. Very Thank good. you. I'm, I'm very excited to hang out with Sean Cannon, a great actor, uh, starred in Karate Kid Part 3, now is on a show called Studio City on Amazon. I'm going to study with him and my buddy Adam McKinley out in uh, 60 miles north of Sacramento. I fly into Sacramento, and we go north in the mountains high altitude training, my second session I'll be doing. And I really appreciate that. I love doing it. It's something I've done my whole life. Um, I've also been a boxer, but now I'm getting back to the martial arts. I, I did Taekwondo for a long time, Muay Thai, Uishinru, Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, it's one of my passions, man. Like it's- That's what I'm talking about. That's, and it's good to have passions like that, you know, that you, that you kind of And plus it better keep you in shape since I'm, I'm pleased that you're going to be a part of the We Five. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing you in person. I, I I agree, man. I can't wait. And I tell you what, man, I want a fight scene so bad because I'm just like, <laughs> get someone and throw them around with no spoilers, right? So let, let's talk about the corporate world real quick, and we'll transition into We Five in a moment. So the corporate world, what were you doing out there, man? Um, the last, last job I had, I was a terminal manager for a trucking company off the interstate. We were a, a gas and a chemical hauler, so... Uh, I dealt with every um, senior purchasing agent of ma every major chemical manufacturer in the Southeast. So uh, we delivered loads of xylene, you know, to Fuji Films, caustic to international paper, uh, uh, loads of alum, you know, to uh, 
the, it, just, it was just a, a range of chemicals and gasoline going to all the jet ports and railroad stations and everything. So, um, but then the, the company finally uh, closed. I knew um, the gentleman that was over at Richard Enfinger who owned all the terminals over the Southeast United States. And it was a pleasure meeting him and stuff and, and working for him. Uh, and then that was kind of when I took on acting. <laughs> so perfect transition right there. Uh, we five. We're going to be on set together. We're going to be doing production together. I am so looking forward to it, but it's not about me right now. I want to talk about your experience, about how you got associated to, A, you know, uh, some of the greatest people I know in, uh, obviously, Eric Roberts and Eliza. I mean, they're just so yeah. amazing. You know, uh, Lindsay L, uh, also known as L. Um you know, everyone that's part of the cast, uh, Keaton Simons, you know, Brandon, everybody. Like, what's your association and how did that whole thing come together? Uh, it, this was in the very, very early stages that Ellie had hit me up about as far as being a part of the, the We Five. And so me and her have basically been kind of arm in arm walking through the entire process all the way up to uh, getting the getting the cast, uh, getting the production uh, going through the production, which we're still doing, and uh, we're still going to be uh, side by side to the end. <laughs> That's the way to do it. I mean, everything is a work in progress. And great yeah. cast and great crew, and it's just such a, a fantastic mixture, you know, from musicians to to radio hosts to uh, uh, other actors to um, musicians and such. You know, it's a really, really diverse and great blend you know so and i'm looking forward to it and 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 you're you're a part of it as well yeah i'm really looking forward to playing my role and i think everyone's got a great artistic value um on set and with the cast i mean obviously we have actors we have powerhouse actors we have mm -hmm. musicians which is also theater like you're on stage it's theater you know like live musicians like keaton and myself or whether uh you're a radio broadcaster or you know ev everyone that is here is going to bring i think a great blend no actually i know it's going to bring a great blend of personalities and that's what's going to make it really genuine I think so. <laughs> yeah I, I think that that's what's going to make everything come together and i i I want to talk more about it, but because I but I can't spoil anything, obviously. Oh yeah, um, don't don't spoil anything. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Later interview after Atlanta. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, real quick, talking about music, man. Keaton Simons, dude. Wow. Yes, got some amazing music, and I'm 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 really really pleased with the selections. Uh, which was made by Ellie, you know, to be a part of the soundtrack and everything for the for the TV series. Uh, I mean, but all the all the music is good, but I was just especially pleased at the at the the tracks that she picked, and I think a couple that he did specifically uh, created for the TV series. It's wonderful. I, I will say this: I did see some test footage, and I saw some great camera angles, and I also saw Keaton's music. You know, just he's a great guy. Great oh, guy. So awesome, dude! Like, <laughs> you know, I've had him on my show a couple of times, and we've become really good friends. And uh, just an awesome, awesome guy. And what a great player! But I saw those test scenes, and he looked. I'm sorry, the the music was so good, and it fits mm. so perfectly for the vibe. 
and again, not to give anything away, I had Keaton on the show, though. However, I will say this, and you guys could check it in the archive. Uh, we did a storytellers where Keaton performed three songs. We had an antidote where we talked about the origin of the song, and then Keaton played the song. And then we talked about the whole chemistry of the song, like everything that went into it, the science, the math, the thought process. So like movies and TV shows, usually you need three acts. And that's what I tried to yeah. do with him. And he nailed it. He is so natural. He could just pick up a guitar with a mic like I have in front of me and right. sound like he's <laughs> in a studio and it's perfect. Like how yes. does that happen? Yeah, I mean, for everybody else, it's, you know, complete, complete architecture to get to something, but he just makes it seem so easy, you know, just to, it just comes out. <laughs> How does it happen? So, you know, in the meantime, brother, this was excellent. I want to uh, give you a salute, a gendan, as we say in Italian, which means 100 years of happiness. And we're going to do I a lot forward, of that when we hang out. I look at forward to seeing you in Atlanta. I will I will be also, uh, during the same week, I guess, that you'll be arriving for filming for We Five. Um, I will be there for that as well, but then I'll also be in Atlanta filming for another movie. So, um, so Damn, you to... got a whole lot going on, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I look beat right now. <laughs> Here, I'm enjoying here's... this drink for Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, let's keep it going. So, what, what's going to happen is that after production, obviously, we're, we're going to have a couple of these, but I know you're going to be very busy. What's the other project you're working on, if you don't mind um, me asking? I've got a, a, a drama movie, which will be uh, following right after this week five. And then I'm uh, beginning a comedy, uh, which I'm looking forward to just as a, cause I need a good laugh. <laughs> um, but then I've got a, um, I've got another, I've got another um, murder mystery drama movie, uh, which will be filmed in multiple locations. I believe Charleston is some shoots, uh, be some in North Carolina. Um, which I'm going to have a, a good hand in, and I'm really looking forward to that story. You know, um, I want my listeners to understand exactly where we can find you because you have a lot of interesting stuff going on. You're an interesting guy, a fun guy, and I think a lot of people will love all the content that you're doing. So Instagram, Facebook, like, how do we find you, Chad? Uh, for, the, for the moment, I, I, do have a, I do have a number of... Uh, uh, social sites and stuff which are i'm having reworked at the moment just because so much has all of a sudden now came upon me and i'm already beginning and so i want to be able to include the information and stuff like that on those sites for everybody to be able to see and find it and such uh so my website is under construction at the moment so the only thing i'm kind of operating on just for this next week or two till i get through filming um in north carolina and in georgia um they is, is facebook so i'm pretty much just on facebook but I'll, I'll be posting some stuff so you'll be able to see it <laughs> i'll be sure to share the links and you know with us i'm gonna say for me east coast italians we always want to talk we got more things to say over here now so oh, yeah one thing i want to bring up is your love affair for cars um oh yeah i've had quite, quite a number over over my lifetime <laughs> okay so right now what's your weapon of choice what's your vehicle what are you driving uh, I'm driving a, a Mercedes a S63 AMG, which is the large, comfy one. You know, that's got all the uh, the bells and whistles. I also have a. I also have two. I have two of them. Um, I just had sold a Jeep uh, that I had been working on. Uh, I still have my '65 Mustang that I've completely restored. 
Um, I had sold a, a nice uh, Toyota Celica, which I had kind of uh, rice burner tricked out, you know, with all the uh, Chinese and, you know, uh, decals and such. But uh, I used to always be just exotic car driving. I've had like a, I've had a few Lamborghinis. I've had a few Ferraris. I had two of the last year model Acura NSXs. Uh, I've had a lot of the sport utilities, the Lexus, the Ryan, Land Rovers, Mercedes and stuff. And then uh, I had some friends of mine constantly on me saying, well, you don't drive American cars. You don't, you don't know what it's like to work on these older cars. And that's when I went out and got me a, a Toyota Tacoma extended cab, four by four, lifted it, <laughs> uh, bought the Mustang, bought the Jeep, did all the work to it myself. So I've proven myself now to my friends. I'm like, okay, I can do it all. <laughs> that, that's fantastic, man. You mentioned the 65 Mustang. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? I will be showing you pictures next week. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to have a discussion of that. And you mentioned a lot of cars that I love. Um, I'm obviously a big Mustang fan. Uh, definitely love classic cars, especially from that era. That body type on that Mustang was just so amazing. Um, you know, it's just you mentioned Acuras, too. Uh, you know, I had an Acura Integra, and it was a 99. It was such a great car because oh, – yeah. It, it, it would drive forever and not run out of gas. It had something, no something similar to something similar to that that I've had several of. Is I actually enjoyed the Honda Preludes, you know, when, mm -hmm. when Honda Preludes were out. So I've, I've actually owned a couple of Honda Preludes myself, which I, I thought was just fantastic driving cars. Just you know, so easy driving. <laughs> the cornering and the the, the, oh, the yeah. maneuvering was so excellent. Like you're like, what is going on? So I went from that car to a Navigator, which was a gas gu guzzler that destroyed my wallet. I love the car. I had all leather seats. It was beautiful. I'm like, after like a year, I'm like, I got to get rid of this thing. You, it's just, it, it's killing my wallet, bro. It's killing my we're bank all, account. We're all going to be driving batteries here in about 10 years anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Chad, man, I want to thank you so much for this amazing time. Great conversation. John, thank you. And I look forward to seeing you in Atlanta, Georgia next week. So absolutely, brother. Let's do it. Let's do it.